Hi, thanks for joining us today. This is Bonnie Wallace, author of Young Hollywood Actors and the newly released Top Hollywood Acting Teachers. And today my guest on the Hometown to Hollywood podcast is casting director Howard Meltzer. Howard has cast for Broadway, Off-Broadway, CBS, Disney Channel, Fox, NBC, Netflix, Nickelodeon, Peacock, Sony Pictures Television Studios, 20th Century Fox, and Warner Brothers Television. He has been nominated for 22 Ardios Awards for Excellence in Casting, winning the honor three times. He's also served as the Vice President of the Casting Society of America and is currently a Governor of the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences. Howard, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Bonnie. Thank you for inviting me. Well, it's just an absolute pleasure to have you here. So let's start at the beginning. How did you get started as a casting director? And did you know you always wanted to work in casting? Um, I did not know I wanted to work in casting. I was, I, I'm from New York City, and I went to school. I went to Queens College, which is part of the City University of New York. My major was theater. I never wanted to be an actor. I wanted to work in theater production. And my minor was television. And so I thought I wanted to work in theater. I thought I wanted to work in television. And I had a couple of internships when I was in college. One was for a talent agency and one was for a production company. And when I got out of college, I was looking for a job, sending out resumes. And I figured, oh, I worked in an agency, so maybe I'll send my resume to casting offices and see what happens. And I got a job working at Stuart Howard Associates, and that's where I worked for my career until I moved to L.A. I think I moved here 18 years ago. I think. <laughs> After a certain point, it all starts to sort of like... <laughs> it just starts to blur. I'm like, wait, how long ago was that? Especially um, this year. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. This whole year is a blur. Uh, so I had no idea I wanted to work in casting. I just thought it would be a stepping stone to something else. And it was a receptionist assistant job. I worked under forecasting directors. I worked primarily in the beginning in the commercial department, which is extremely fast-paced. And the my boss, my employer, Stuart Howard, who was a, we're still friends, was a wonderful mentor. And when he would, he would ask me at the end of a session, he'd say, well, who do you like? And I would tell him. And he goes, oh, you have good taste. And I just said, thanks. And he goes, no, no, no. You have good taste. He said, that's something you can cultivate. So he was, I learned so much from him on how to do my job. And I also learned so much from him on how to run my office, which I thought I would never, ever want to do. So um, I'm very appreciative to that. That's, that's a whole other thing, how to run the business of a casting office, as well as just having the talent of being an amazing casting director. We're not, we're not going to do running offices questions tonight, are we? No, we're not. <laughs> You're safe there. That's not the focus, but it's really true. I mean, it's sort of like everything else, even for actors. It's like there's the business of acting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not enough just to be a really, really good actor. You have to understand the business of it and the industry that you're working in. It's part of why I do what I do is to help people with that. Well, so can you describe what you do exactly as a casting director? I think there's a lot of mystique around this for actors. Sure. My job is I'm hired by, if I'm casting television, I'm hired by a studio and or network to find the best actors for a project. So 
usually um, casting directors are approved by studios and networks. There's an approved list of casting directors they want to work on their projects. If there's no casting director attached to a project, they usually set up meetings with three offices and they send a script. I'll read the script and then I have a meeting just like an actor going to an audition. I prepare for it. So I come up with what I hopefully think will be great ideas for that project. And when I'm reading a script, I read it and if I can start picturing actors in my head, and this is going to sound a little crazy, so just bear with me, if I could start hearing voices in my head of actors, that helps me a lot because I start picturing what it's going to look like. So my job is to be able to take that, if it's for television, it's usually the writer-producer, showrunner's vision. If it's for film, it would be the director's vision and bring those characters to life. Mm -hmm. And when it's a... When it, when it becomes fulfilling and fun is when I'm working with a producer that I've earned their trust. And usually at the beginning, it's, they have a very tight grip. And as either the pilot goes on or the season goes on, or if you're on a series, they start, they often, producers will often say, because I'll ask them about a character, they'll be like, oh, you know what we want. And that's, that's great. Yeah. It's not always like that, Bonnie. I'm very, very fortunate. Um, the series that I'm working on right now, which is Bunked, and we've had um, different producers and showrunners. Um, Aaron Dunlap, who is the um, EP and showrunner in season five, I've worked with on, a, on another, I think a couple other series prior to this, and we worked together last season. And it's been very, very, very smooth and Aaron is very receptive to a different idea and a different way to go. So was um, um, Phil Baker, who was on the show last year as um, another, the other showrunner EP, and so was Pam Eels, who created the series. So it's been fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you get to have a lot more of sort of creative control when you have that level of trust. It is, and my goal, my goal is the long game, I'm always, depending on who I'm working for, it's to bring the actors, the the characters to life, and bring in the actors that I believe the network will ultimately approve. Mm-hmm. So that is, that that's usually the, um, the tricky part of the job. Well, right, because that's, if you, if you get somebody that you're excited about, but they don't approve it, you're back to square one, and you're back still running out of time. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to that when you ask me what the pilot process is like. Well, we're we're actually, I'm about to say, what is the difference then? Because you're you're hinting at this already between casting a pilot versus casting a show that's already filming and what you're casting is guest stars and co-stars. Yes. If I'm casting for a pilot, every single pilot I've ever worked on, the network is in studio or looking for it the most successful show that has ever been created and no pressure and we <laughs> never worked on anything as a, for a pilot that they didn't want this i've been i've had a really good long relationship with disney channel i've cast the um series hannah montana um london Stroud had cast the pilot and my former business partner carol gowasser and i got the series and that was extraordinarily successful 
every single show I've ever worked on, they want it to be the most successful show of all time because it's a business. Yeah. So there's a lot of pressure, and it's very different casting for a Disney Channel than it would be for casting pilots that I've worked on for, like, CBS or Fox. It's a whole different world in what the network is looking for. If we're if I'm casting a network pilot, there's a tremendous amount of money that they could throw and get, like, if it's a CBS pilot. Like, you just imagine the promo will be like, Oscar winner, blah, blah, in, because they have the money for that. And so Carol used to joke, they could do yeah, CBS, they could just back up the money truck and they can get whoever they want. So it's doing projects for major networks. It's it's casting and it's extremely competitive. And during pilot season, every casting office is often going after the same major actors. It's just a different creative experience than when I discovered working on projects for Disney because and Nickelodeon and other kids networks I've worked for because they're they seem to be more interested in identifying fresh talent and very, very, very focused on how the actors and actresses that we're going to bring in are going to connect with the viewer, which is really, I don't remember hearing that conversation when I worked on major network pilots. That's interesting. I've never heard anybody make those distinctions before, and it makes total sense to me. And it could be an incredibly funny actor or actress in the role, and we're talking about usually kids and teens, and we're looking to see if someone has will be able to connect with the audience. Do girls think the audience do they look would they look at this this actress as someone they would want to emulate does it look like someone they would want to be their best friend if does it look like the kind of girl that a younger sister would look up to does it look like the kind of girl that let's just say we're casting a show and we we are identified the female lead or we're looking to identify the female lead and we have an idea of who's going to be her best friend. So does her best friends, do you think her brother might want to crush on her in season three? So they have, they think of all these things, which is smart and think a long game on where these characters will go over the next five seasons or four years Mm-hmm. And that's all. And now, gosh, they also have to be funny. So these are all the things that we look at when we're casting. It's not just, are they funny? Yeah, yeah. And do they have a following? Because when they're young, they probably don't yet. Have a following? Yeah, probably. When they're first starting out, if they've been cast as a series regular. I am shrugging my shoulders. Your audience can't see me do that. But um, I don't know. That's, that's another. Is that question coming up? Um, no, I'm just, I'm just sort of, (laughs) (laughs) oh, well, we, I don't think we're going to get into social media. I mean, that's a whole other conversation, (laughs) but, but while we're talking about it for a second, do you pay any attention to social media, the social media of actors that you're considering casting for important roles? Hi, with the entertainment industry changing every day. I'm continuing to work to be a source of stability and inspiration in your life. As it's been for five seasons and over 100 episodes, the Hometown to Hollywood podcast 
will be there for you. Now, I'm asking you to be there for us. The podcast has been a labor of love for years, and now I'm asking, if Hometown to Hollywood has been a friend to you, if it's helped, educated, and inspired you, please become a supporter of the podcast. For only $5 a month, the price of a latte, you can become a friend of the podcast and help me afford to continue to do the work that you have come to depend on for honest and insightful interviews that shed light on how to succeed in the entertainment industry. If you can afford it, pitch in 10 bucks a month and become a good friend of the podcast. Your support helps supplement the people who can only give five a month. Join now. Just go to hometowntohollywood.supportingcast.fm. That's hometowntohollywood.supportingcast.fm. And in just two clicks, you can have access to the complete version of this incredibly informative conversation, as well as each upcoming episode and the entire collection of over 100 past episodes. If you can't afford $5 a month to subscribe, the first 10 minutes of every episode will still be available for free. Subscribers will get the full episodes delivered to their inbox. Thank you. I appreciate your support, and I can't wait to share the exciting upcoming conversations with you.